All right, welcome to Jays from Home. Uh, Steve is away again this week, so he has let me take uh, the solo reins again. So here we go. Uh, today uh, we actually have uh, a guest uh, on today, so I'm not, it's not going to be me totally on my own. We've got uh, Davide DeCipio from the Ottawa Titans joining me, so that is going to be a great talk uh, in a little bit. So uh, looking look forward to hearing that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon. Right now, the uh, Jays are uh, losing to the Rays 4-2, to two, but it's only the bottom of the third. So who knows what's going to happen with that game. But not a lot of games have really uh, <laughs> happened this week. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, the Orioles beat the Jays 7-5. to five. Uh, but, uh, I turned that one off. I think it was seven to one or something when I turned that one off. It was, it was not going well for the Jays. So I was just, uh, yeah, I, I just turned it off. And then, and then I tuned back in in the ninth inning when I saw the score was, uh, seven to five. Uh, and then, yeah, they just couldn't, uh, couldn't close that one out like the last time, uh, that happened against the Orioles. So that was just a, a tough watch. So if you, if you had, if you sat through that whole game, uh, you have my sympathies. I'm sorry. Um, Wednesday, uh, they turned that one around, uh, but I watched that one on a second screen. Uh, that one, they, they won that one 10 to two. Um, I, I, that, that was the, my, uh, guilty pleasure, uh, big brother premiered that on, on Wednesday night. So my wife and I watched that one and I watched the Jays on the second screen. So, so didn't really watch that one that much either. Thursday, I planned to tune in. I had my scorecard all already, but it was postponed. Uh, so I guess, um, yeah, they that'll be uh, made up. Uh, I guess in August some, sometime. I'm not too too sure. Um, but instead, I watched a few innings of the Nats Padres game. Um, it looked really good to start off uh, for the Nats. They they jumped out to a big lead, and at around like quarter after ten, I fell asleep. But I guess I fell asleep right before the Padres mounted their comeback because. Um, at one point, uh, one of their relief pitchers hit a grand slam, and they ended up winning that game nine to eight. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, didn't didn't uh, last all that all the way through that one, but that one was apparently a really good game. Uh, Friday, uh, the Rays beat the Jays seven to one. Another tough loss. Like I said last week, you know, like we could see a totally different team in this series for the Rays and it looks like they've they've brought their bats out and they're and they're pit- pitching too so it's going to be a tough weekend uh series it looks like um Leo was just wound up he he had visits with grandma and grandpa and his aunt Kimmy came over uh so he was just wound up he ended up uh not being being awake until probably about 10 o'clock and he fell asleep on the couch while we were watching the Blue Jays game so uh yeah he was uh he was through the roof, so it was it was an in- interesting uh, watching experience uh, for him as well. Um, so yeah, like I said, recording this on Saturday, so don't know what the final score will be for uh, Saturday's game or Sunday's game. I, I just hope we see some uh, some good baseball. That's all. Um, we can hope that the Jays win, but the Rays are a good team. Um, they had a bad skid, but they might be turning it around. So um, yeah. It's gonna. It's been a, a tough week, but uh, let's get to the home run walk and strikeouts here. Um, home run this week. Uh, another trade. Uh, we had Rowdy Tellez going to Milwaukee, and 
we got some relief help coming to Toronto. Um, now, I'm just wondering, did Milwaukee overvalue Rowdy Telez, or will his bat play better in their ballpark? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, seeing as how Milwaukee is our B team, um, it will be uh, interesting to watch him play from a, a different perspective. And I really do hope that he plays well. There was just no room for him in, in the lineup, uh, you know. Vladdy's got the reins on first base, and with so many uh, bats coming up, so many good bats in the outfield, and so much depth in the outfield, there was just no room to have Tellez on that team, especially the way he was swinging the bats. So uh, hopefully he turns it around, but there just wasn't room for him uh, on the team. Um, so yeah, um, there's a lot of talk. I was talking about this last week about uh, the Jays coming. Uh, to Toronto and playing some series. I Like I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but my walk is just that it's nice that at least we're having that conversation. It's nice that um, it's in the realm of possibility again. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice that we can have that conversation that things are starting to kind of turn around as far as the, the pandemic is going. And I didn't put a strikeout for the week, but I guess my strikeout is just the Jays not showing up against uh, an easy opponent like the Orioles in, in, in that first game, and they're just they're, they have some some series and some games for the taking uh, this weekend and this week where they could gain some ground on 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 competitors like like Tampa Bay, and they're just not not doing it. So so they just need to be performing a little bit better and and winning some games. They need to start winning some games. They need to turn things around here. So that's that's my strikeout for the week, I guess. <laughs> um, Here's some other notes that I have uh, for for baseball here. Um, my prediction uh, for the All Star game actually is that um, Shohei Otani will dominate the entire. I was going to say weekend, but it's uh, Monday and Tuesday. He's gonna he's gonna win the uh, the home run derby. He's gonna he's gonna I, I think is he starting for the All Star game uh, like as a pitcher, and he's also starting as a hitter for the as as the the DH. So he's gonna he's gonna win the MVP I think uh, for the All Star game, and he's gonna win the home run derby. So this is gonna be his his uh, basically coronation as your as your MVP before the year's even halfway over yet. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be his his uh, his. Uh, time for sure in Colorado um interestingly about the home run derby is that the balls um for the home run derby won't be stored uh in a humidor in Colorado so they're going to be flying off the bat so that'll be fun to watch um yeah um and maybe this is a little bit of a strikeout as well but I just found out this week um they announced that there won't be any fans allowed at the Olympics so I was talking about how I was excited um to see the atmosphere of uh the Japanese baseball kind of fan experience, but we won't really get to see that. Um, the baseball, I'm sure, will still be very fun to watch. So I'm, I'm excited to watch the baseball, but I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get the uh, the full fan experience uh, from that. Um, Steve has some some notes here. Let's see here. Um, his strikeout are, are the new era's uh, design choices as far as the hats. If you're on Twitter, you've seen them. They're not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like they have like I guess some old English words written out of the team on on the on the on the uh, the front. It just doesn't look good. It's just asking for for comic songs or wingdings across the front. It's it's not good. Um, Steve says his walk is that Vladdy will not win the MVP. Um, I have to disagree with his next little bit here. He says, uh, well, not that he's the best. He says he's definitely the best player in the in the Jays lineup, which is true. But he says the top five are doing just as well to support him. 
uh, without Vlad, the offense would still be there. I have to disagree with that a little bit because I think that especially uh, Bo Bichette is getting a big bump from uh, Vladdy's bat. And um, it's it's if you take Vladdy's bat out of the lineup, it gets a lot easier to face uh, the other players. Um, so no, I th- I, th- I think that if that that uh, you know maybe the, if if he needed a day off, the Jays could could can handle that. But uh, if he's injured out of the lineup over over a significant amount of time, even a week, that could uh, hurt the hurt the offense for sure. Um, I don't understand his home run. Maybe he maybe he's saying the, the home run is the, the Blue Jays. He says Blue Jays actively bullpen help. So maybe they're actively looking for bullpen help, and that's a home run, which is good. Yeah, I think that they definitely need to be concentrating on finding some bullpen help. Hearing lots of rumors about uh, Nelson Cruz um, being a potential trade target for the for the Jays, uh, he'd be good in the lineup for sure. But I would rather have some more uh, arms in the bullpen than uh, than offense. I think the offense is is very good. Um, we need to be to, to focus on bullpen help for sure. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and he says that he's always impressed by, by the producers of Jays and Blue Jays in thirty, and that they put it together really quick, quickly every night. How do they do it? I I don't know. I'm not a TV producer, but uh, they must have a lot of uh, uh, auto saves going on and, and saving saving. Some noise going on upstairs. Saving up highlights for the for 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 the games. Um, Brewers check in. Um, I didn't really put any notes in here for the Brewers check in. Um, they are running away with the uh, with the NL Central right now. Um, it will be interesting to watch them play going forward. Like I said, with Rowdy Tellez in their in their lineup, but uh, Cincinnati's kind of coming in hot on their heels a little bit. Uh, but uh, Milwaukee is, is is looking like one of the best teams in the uh, National League right now. I'm just looking at the NL East, there is not a single team in the NL East. Oh, sorry, scrolled. There is one single team in the NL East over 500. All the other teams are are, are under 500 in the NL East. So, um, pretty much every division except for the West is 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 set already. Uh, the Mets are going to win the East, and the and the uh, Brewers will win win the uh, the Central. Who knows who will win the West, though? Um, okay, so what else do we have here? Uh, so let's look ahead uh, to the Blue Jays uh, week. So um, they have a short week because it's the All-Star break. Um, let's see here. Um, after the All-Star break, though, they have a couple of days off. And then um, starting on Friday, they will uh, be host to the Texas Rangers. Um, for a weekend series, and then it's Boston, uh, the week, uh, early on, on the nineteenth, and then after that it's the Mets. So the the Rangers should be an easy uh, opponent, but we also said that about the about the, the Orioles. Uh, but they've got some tough uh, a, a tough uh, week and a half stretch against the uh, Red Sox, Mets, and then the Red Sox again uh, coming up in about a week and a half. So uh, they need to get some wins now. They need to to gain some ground and and, and have a little bit of. Uh, buffer room so that they don't uh, get too close to the 500 mark again. All right, so that's it for uh, baseball news. Let's go to our interview with Davide, uh, and then we'll be back with some uh, some more uh, talk. Okay, and welcome back. We're here with Davide Decipio. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, it's great to have um, it's great to have chats with local uh, representatives from our baseball team. Uh, it's too bad that we're not playing. Uh, the, the the Titans aren't playing this year, but uh, uh, hopefully they will be uh, next year. And uh, it's always good to, to talk baseball. Um, can you tell me about like what you do uh, with the Ottawa Titans? Yeah, so uh, basically everything from uh, social media and media related. Uh, content so everything across our social media platforms is posted by me content uh, creation for me and uh, coming into the 2021 season I was supposed to be the team broadcaster so uh, that's pushed off to 2022 but in the meantime I got the the social media aspect of things uh, kind of keeping me busy very cool um, and you seem from like from I've, I've google searched you <laughs> so to do my research you seem pretty plugged into the Ottawa sports scene um, I guess you also um, are a producer um, on TSN as well, or correct? Yeah, so uh, I broadcasted the Ottawa 67s uh, last season uh, for half the season with AJ Jackuback uh, dealing with health issues. I stepped in uh, with Kenny Walls. Um, I did that as well as I so that was part of my internship with TSN 1200. And then uh, in the summer months, once our uh, internships got canned because of the pandemic, um, they brought us back. Uh, both interns that that we had uh, from the Algonquin uh, radio broadcasting program, um, and I was brought on to to produce anything from the NHL playoffs, NFL, um, Ottawa Blackjacks, Atletico. Um, so I was basically busy all summer with all that stuff, and wow. uh, that led into the winter and um, kind of balancing that off with this job. But I've kind of stepped away from the TSN side of things now, and hopefully to return um, to broadcast the 67s in the fall, um, which is what I'm really looking forward to. So. Um, yeah, uh, TSN's been a, quite the ride. I've also stepped in uh, at CFRA producing uh, afternoons and late nights, so I'm kind of busy uh, at Bell Media. Yeah, you've got your hands full. Yeah. Um, so more more um, digging from my Googling. Is, is this right? Did you play for the 2013 Little League World Series team in Canada? I did. Yeah. I did. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, it was quite something. Um, I mean, I, that's something from starting to play in Little League uh, when I was four years old, uh, watch that tournament every every summer. Um, and then that's something that uh, our team had a, had a goal um, in 2011 uh, because baseball is grouped off in, in competitive uh, in Little League, uh, that two-year intervals. Um, so our, our team was together in 2011. We won the Ontario uh, Championships and in minor, uh, which is now called U10, um, they don't have a Canadian championship, so you end at, at the provincial level. So it was great to win that uh, that first taste. And then uh, the year after that, we moved on to to major, which is now Little League U12. Um, and we ultimately felt we fell short in uh, in the provincial championships. And then come 2013, we knew that we had uh, to pick up where we left off. Uh, we didn't end up losing a game until the Little League World Series. Um, so, or no, sorry, we lost our first game against BC. Um, our second game of the Canadian Little League Championship. Um, and that really set us back because we were so used to winning and, and steamrolling teams and and uh, having that upper advantage on everybody. But then that was really, really a uh, reality check for us. Um, traveling with that group of guys, we were out in Glace Bay for the uh, in Nova Scotia, just outside of, uh, of Sydney um, on Cape Breton Island. So that was really a great team bonding experience. We um, elected not to, to bill it. Um, for that tournament where a majority of the teams were, we stayed by ourselves at the uh, Cape Breton University. And that allowed us, uh, like the families and players and everybody to, to really gel. And we had a very close team. Um, ended up uh, make, 
the we came second in round robin play, um, and that led to the Saturday semifinal, um, and that ended up being rained out. So then we we're deciding there. Lily Canada was deciding what was going to happen because they're not used to doing the semis of the tournament and the finals on the same day. So if that would end up being rained out, to be the winner of the um, group play, which was BC that uh, would represent Canada and Williamsport. But uh, fortunately, we got the games in on Sunday. Uh, we ended up taking on host Glace Bay in front of 10,000 people. Uh, wow. And we silenced the hometown crowd for sure. Um, and then I came up to um, play BC in the finals. And I remember uh, they played the first game of the day. We played the second game of the day. So they were waiting around for our game against Glace Bay to finish. And uh, going into the game, I think it was Sportsnet. Sean McKenzie was actually covering uh, the tournament for Sportsnet. So he was there and he was getting clips from the BC team saying that we're on the quest for Williamsport and whatnot. So that kind of lit the fire in us to say, hey, we got a redemption here. Um, and we came out in the first inning, scored four runs. Uh, the rally was killed by you, uh, yours truly here. Um, <laughs> the strikeout in the inning. Uh, and then going out to Williamsport was great. I mean, ESPN's all over you. Uh, kids asking for your autographs. I mean, met uh, Normar Garcia Parra and a couple other ma former major leaguers were covering the tournament for ESPN. And it was great. I mean, it was the time of my life and coming back to be honored by the Blue Jays. And that was the year in 2013. They loaded up with Josh Johnson, Mark Burley, Jose Reyes, oh, right. Cabrera and all those guys uh, to be honored on the field. Uh, it was great. They ended up playing the Yankees that day. Uh, we had a conversation with Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez. It was, it was so much fun. Mudanari Kawasaki was a hit that year as well. <laughs> uh, so he came over and talked to us. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a experience that I still bring up today with some of the old teammates, and uh, it's certainly an experience I'll never forget. Well, yeah, it sounds like everything's really still fresh in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been, been eight years now, I guess, eh? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, so are, are there any other, like, are there any, like, alumni from the team that are kind of looking to kind of maybe get into professional baseball, or has everybody kind of gone, gone off and done, doing their own thing now? Yeah, and now, um, I mean, now we got a couple of guys playing at Carleton. Um, one guy's playing at Laurentian. Uh, we have one uh, guy playing out in St. FX. Um, really only one guy from our team is playing Division One baseball right now at Missouri, um, and that's about it. All of us are pretty well packed it in and on to the next stages of our lives. That's generally how it goes, too. Um, now, how would you um... – because I, I think one of the problems with with baseball right now, I think I'm, about, I'm probably about like twice your age, um, but it seems like it's not a, a growth sport. Like Major League Baseball is not a growth sport among a, a younger audience. So how would you encourage getting younger people into baseball and to play more baseball? Uh, I mean, uh, registration in baseball in Ottawa, especially, was at a hit its hit an all time high after the Blue Jays went on their run in 2015, right? Mm -hmm. uh, of course, those Blue Jays playoff runs in 90, uh, in 15 and 16 really helped cultivate baseball in Ottawa, helped the hype of the Ottawa champions. Um, I mean, if we go way back to 1992 and 93 and when the Blue Jays were winning World Series, the Expos were just missing the playoffs. And in 94, we're just um, we're probably going to win the World Series that year, had an 11 game lead on the on the Braves in the National League East. But um, that brought the Ottawa Lynx um to a lot of popularity in the city. They were selling out 10,000 every, every day, having an international league record for se consecutive sellouts. Um, but I mean, for nowadays it's people saying baseball's too long. It's, I, I mean, I really, I'm a fan of the pace of play rules. I'm a fan of the runner at second to start extra innings. I mean, that was started in the Can-Am league a couple of years ago, seven inning double headers are big, 
uh, I'm a fan of as well. Just gets the game moving. And I mean, I know it's to stay on the baseball topic now. Um, I know last year with the pandemic, it was kind of hard to interact with the players. And really in baseball, it's the hardest to interact with players. Um, but I thought the Trevor Bauer vlogs were great. Um, I mean, not staying baseball only with yeah. all that going on right now, but I thought his vlogs were great for the game um, to show the other side of the camera because you're used to seeing the, the guys in an interview or on a post-game presser, or, um, but you don't really get that feel in the dugout. Um, and I know there's something trending across social media now was the YouTube game between the Blue Jays and the Mariners. Right. Since the players were mic'd up. So you actually see what Vladdy is like speaking English and having fun with his teammates in the dugout. And you hear it on Blue Jay broadcasts all the time. It's like, what are those Latin guys at the end of the dugout always laughing about? And that's where you really got the feel of it. So I think baseball really needs to do more of that mic mic'd up and, and live mic. And like the CFL does where they have that live mic player and they have that live mic game. I think baseball really needs to, to go that way uh, to grab that uh, younger audience. I agree. And I, hopefully we'll see it uh, this coming Tuesday at the all-star game. Cause that should be, yeah. it's going to be pretty exciting to have all these young players uh, playing for sure. Um, so now we're talking about about uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm going to go straight into this. What's your um, home run, walk, and strikeout this year for the Blue Jays? So or I got to go. My whatever. home run has got to be the top five in the lineup. That's going to be the best in baseball. I mean, the ad- uh, the addition of George Springer and then leading that into the entire lineup now because that brings you so deep. That has you, uh, Kevin Biggio and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hitting 7-8 in your lineup. And I'm sure you probably get this a lot when you bring up this question is, is that lineup? And I think Vladdy's been your your superstar. Uh, yeah. This is what we knew he could become, right? And he's only just getting started uh, at the big league level. Uh, and, I mean, he's been great for the team, and he's been great to for baseball. I mean, um, I know following Major League Baseball across social media, you don't really see a lot of Blue Jays content, even though they are the only team based in Canada. But now with this MVP-type season that Vladdy's putting together, he's putting the Blue Jays on the map, and especially with that core, that's only just going to get better. Well, before you get to your walk, let me just ask you this question. Do you think that he's going to win the MVP or do you think that Shohei Otani is going to take it? As much as I want to be biased and say I hope he wins the MVP, because uh, this is really the numbers he's putting together are better than Josh Donaldson in 2015. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, offense and baseball now has really just taken off since that MVP type season uh, from Josh Donaldson. But um, I think they go Otani just because he's got the pitching aspect and he's really crushing every baseball that he sees, right? Uh, And I mean, uh, the thing that came out the other day, excuse me, that he doesn't take batting practice. And I I heard that. How a Major League Baseball player doesn't take batting practice. Um, But I mean, he's just doing incredible things. And um, only if the Angels had Mike Trout in the lineup and had something more than just Otani, Trout, and Rendon around them, that they can be something special in the AL West. For sure. All right, so what, what's your what's your walk? My walk has got to be the starting pitching. Um, the starting pitching is not quite what I expected it to be this year. Hunjin Ryu has kind of struggled as late. Um, of course, now he's got Danny Jansen back behind the dish, so hopefully um, he settles back in. Ross Stripling's been a surprise as of late. Robbie Ray has really picked it up, and Alec Manoa has been fantastic since he's come up uh, to the big leagues. But I, I want to say the starting pitching has just been average um, so far this season. Yeah. Uh, Manoa's slider is 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 amazing though. He was he, it's it's just magical to watch sometimes. Um, okay, and what's your strikeout for uh, for the year? Strikeout's got to be the the bullpen. And I mean, yeah. you probably got the, you probably get this a lot too. I mean, it's tough to to pick up uh, off what Jordan Romano has done this year. And um, this was a guy that was 
kind of struggling when he came up to the big leagues in 2019, really took off last year before his injury and um, has now settled into that, to that closers role. And hopefully now with the acquisitions of uh, Adam Simber and, and Trevor Richards, that that's a couple pieces in the bullpen. Um, we'll see what comes uh, come the trade deadline and, um, hopefully that the the bullpen is addressed number one and the, the other if I go two strikeouts here I gotta go, to the, go bench. For it. the bench has been extremely weak this year um, you're operating at guys only three guys off the bench where you're used to seeing four but hopefully Corey Dickerson coming off the IL will help that uh, will help out that bench and add a little more pop because right now it's just contact and a little bit of speed guys but I don't think you can go all season with the Santiago Espinal or Jonathan Davis coming off the bench yeah I think the well Dickerson was basically like a a contract that they they had to take for that for the for in the Simber trade, but as a left-handed bat, he is some somebody that uh, could could help. And and I was going to talk about this maybe on when on on when on my own segment here, but I think that maybe if we give Biggio until the trade deadline, if he can sustain what he's doing post injury. He could be that left-handed bat that they're looking for to to make that impact, and so it could be uh, they could they could focus on and they have to focus on adding more bullpen arms and maybe even getting some starting pitching help as well. So if they if they wait until the deadline and see if 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 Biggio can sustain his his performance right now, that he could be the left-handed bat that they didn't know that they had. Yeah, and this is the right-handed heavy. Uh, lineup, right? And yep. you want to disperse those left-handed bats. Of course, getting rid of Rowdy Telez was something uh, earlier on this week. But uh, I think the acquisition of Dickerson adds more depth to the lineup and to the bench. And it just gives you that versatility that Dickerson can play in the outfield, which is our outfield right now is very crowded, um, but adds that left-handed pop, which that bench needs. For sure. Um, great. Those, those those are some some great home runs, walks, and strikeouts for sure. Um, now we were talking about um, baseball in Ottawa. Would you consider Ottawa to be a baseball town? I think it is. Um, I mean, Ottawa. We've had baseball ever since the late 1800s. Uh, we've had professional baseball going back to the uh, to the 1950s with the uh, Ottawa Giants and the Ottawa Athletics. I mean, baseball's been here, and we can make it work. And I'm very very positive and really looking forward to seeing this ownership group duplicate what they've done to succeed a 25-year organization in Winnipeg and um, kind of reflect that on Ottawa and the Ottawa market because right now baseball has a black eye in this city because of past um, ownerships and it hasn't really been because of the team. Um, I think that ownership hasn't really adapted to the to the marketplace of Ottawa and I mean like I said earlier Ottawa baseball the links we're getting 10,000 people for over 40 straight games when they in the first inception and I know the uh the Expos fall really hurt them uh, and going to Baltimore and Philadelphia really just killed it but if you do it right and make the stadium more than just baseball that baseball will work and people will now have something to leech on to um come the summer months for sure um now i i'm not familiar with the owner with the titans ownership is it is it the the winnipeg golden eyes ownership that shares the ottawa team as well i'm not sure how that work, works yet. correct uh so sam cates is the uh the principal owner of the of the winnipeg gold eyes um he's former mayor of winnipeg um and he is um the majority owner of the ottawa titans so he um just said I'm going to operate two teams. 
Um, so he's uh, the main operator of the, of the Ottawa Titans. Uh, the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, who formerly owned Ottawa Fury FC, the Red Blacks, and the 67s, they are uh, a minority owner um, in the stake. That gives us that local feel, local ownership group. And also um, we have Jacques Shore, who's a lawyer at uh, Gowling's Law Firm. He's got a minority stake in the team as well. So that's two, um, about 66%, two-thirds of our ownership group with that local connection. And also we got a Canadian um, in Sam Cates who's uh, – Kind of knows Ottawa because of uh, the Winnipeg Gold Eyes playing the Ottawa champions a couple of times in 2015. The American Association was also in Ottawa in 2017 for the All-Star Game. So he's kind of familiar with the city and familiar with the ballpark. Um, And he's really looking forward to to getting this off the ground in Ottawa. Of course, it was supposed to be for this year. um, But now we've got an extra 12 months to really make sure it uh, it is right uh, come next year. And now that you mentioned it, Oseg, like I'm, I'm really happy that Oseg is, is, is putting some muscle behind uh, the team because they've really uh, shown uh, what you can do with, with uh, minor league sports and also major league in, in CFL. Because I, I was a, a, even a, a season ticket holder for, for the Red Blacks for one season. Um, they really have shown what you can do with when you put a little muscle behind. Uh, behind uh, the message for sure um and yeah you have to forgive, forgive me i said golden eyes that's that's a james bond movie <laughs> that would be that, that would be an interesting theme night for the for the gold eyes i don't know um all right um so are the titans like assuming all the borders are open everything's progresses as as well like with with uh, covid are the titans going to play next year is that uh, the plan that is that is the goal is to play next year uh, we were set to play this year um the frontier league was was uh, wanting to field an even number of teams, so that was anticipating Ottawa, Trois Rivières, and Quebec uh, without the bo- with the borders being open. But once the borders, they found out the drop dead date, they wanted to say, "Okay, we still want to operate at an even number of teams." Um, so the decision was basically to have only one of us be a travel team. Um, so originally, it was supposed to be Ottawa under manager Steve Brook. Um, and the roster that the Ottawa Titans had uh, already signed for the 2021 season, but the league decided to take the application and the funding from the Quebec side. So that allowed Trois-Rivières and Quebec to emerge. Um, so all the players that were under contract by the Quebec Capitals were allowed to, to keep under contract and all Canadian players that the Titans and the Eglis signed went to team Quebec for uh, this travel season. Um, uh, all the international players, so Americans, Latins, whatnot, from Trois-Rivières and Ottawa went into that dispersal draft um, in late April. And all those players' rights stay with those two teams, so whether it's us or Trois-Rivières for next season. So it's basically like I draft you and for the season, and as soon as the season ends, I return you to Ottawa or whatnot. Oh, okay, so it's like a, a, they're on loan. I was wondering how that was going to yes, work, actually. Yeah, they're on loan. Okay, That's better. Yeah. Um... Okay. Um, so as, as a broadcaster, how do you inform uh, listeners about the Titans? Because th- this is going to be a brand a brand new bunch of players for everybody come next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, bringing players back from their youth. So where they come from, um, where they were brought up from high school, college, university, former pro teams. Um, I mean, we had a, a number of guys who were um, veterans in the in the Frontier League that were coming up to Ottawa, and a number of players were a part of Steve Brooks' winning team in 2019 with the River City Rascals, who folded, um, which made all of them free agents. Uh, and they originally signed elsewhere for 2020, but once Ottawa was incepted and Steve Brooks was named our manager, um, a lot of them followed him here. 
in hope to play for the Ottawa Titans in 2021. But hopefully, um, Seabrook will return to my knowledge for next year. Um, and uh, hopefully a lot of those players that were on loan uh, come back and join us here in Ottawa. Um, yeah, so we're working on currently a couple of radio deals, one in English, one in French, uh, hopefully to be released with our schedule um, in in the fall. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the the airwaves help us out and across our social media platforms that our fans can really um, embrace the players that we bring into the nation's capital. Perfect. And so you, you can't yet say where, what stations they'll be on. I cannot. Okay. Okay. And will, will there be TV at all? Cause I, I was looking at, I was doing a little bit of research this morning on the frontier league and they have actually have like a monthly subscription service uh, that, you, that you can, uh, cause, and, and I know that in previous years, uh, Rogers has, has aired uh, champions games. Correct. Uh, we are uh, had conversations with Rogers, and uh, that's in hope that they will come and uh, broadcast a few of the games, some in French, some in English. Of course, French uh, leaning towards Wintois Riviere and Quebec come to town. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Frontier League uh, does operate a live stream through Vimeo uh, with a paid subscription. Uh, it's either monthly or uh, season seasonal, and you get all the games. Um, so you can follow Gateway and Tri-City if you wanted to, and um, as well as get your Ottawa Titans games uh, both at home um, and on the road. The Can-Am League also operated a similar sort of system um, with a hyperlink, which was, or hypertech, one of the two, um, where you could watch those games for free. But the uh, Frontier League had never had a streaming service before, um, and this is the first of its kind, and hopefully it returns in 2022. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see that when I, 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 I didn't, like... I don't I don't know why, but I just I was a bit surprised that they they, they have that service. That's really great. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about what it means to be a partner league with uh, Major League Baseball as the as the Frontier League is? Yeah, uh, of, um, all independent baseball leagues uh, became MLB partner leagues in late in late September. So that's the Pioneer League, the American Association, the Atlantic League, um, and the Frontier League. So this is. Basically, kind of like what you see in minor league baseball with AAA um, making the bases bigger, AA, no shifts. Um, It allows Major League Baseball to try out new things that they can put into their game um, going forward, kind of like as a uh, a tester. So we see now in the the Atlantic League, um, after July, I believe it is, they're moving the mound back to 61 feet, 6 inches. Um, just for more reactionary times and whatnot. Um, they're also trying out the hook DH, so which you bat your regular nine in the order with the DH and the starting pitcher. Once you remove your starting pitcher, goes into the DH spot. So it's kind of really uh, tricky to explain and kind of. I, I like that one. I, I really love talking. the idea. I love the idea of the yeah. hook DH. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be, bring a lot of strategy to the game, which makes baseball so unique is the strategy behind it and how you can play out different situations. Um, yeah, we see the Pioneer League and the Frontier League this year operating um, in the 10th inning, the international rule of runner at second base to start extra innings like we're used to seeing in Major League Baseball right now. But should there be no score after the 10th, it goes into a home run derby to decide the winner for your, quote, 11th inning. So uh, kind of like a shootout style in hockey, I believe it's five pitches at three batters per team. And then whoever hits the most home runs in the end wins the ball game. So kind of it's a tester for major league baseball and that's where the partner league and business uh they kind of help out with the business side as well um to promote the end of indie ball leagues because when people think indie ball and not affiliated with major league baseball they just say hey these guys are kind of dumb but a lot of these players come with um minor league experience triple a experience even and a lot of guys in the league actually 
a have major league experience. Of course, we signed uh, Hector Sanchez for the 2021 season. Um, he was a World Series champion with the Saint, uh, San Francisco Giants in 2012. He was the backup for Buster Posey um, when he was dynamite, and he's dynamite now still. Um, and he caught Tim Lincecum's second no-hitter. So that brought a big name to Ottawa. And, of course, we saw it back in the Champions days. Philippe Beaumont played in the big leagues with the with the Philadelphia Phillies, a Canadian from Gatineau. Adron Chambers won a World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011. He was an Ottawa champion. Wilmer Font pitched for the Blue Jays last year. Um, but this is a new era of, of Ottawa baseball. No ties to the champions, whatnot. And we already see that Major League talent is coming um, to independent baseball. Of course, our brother and club in, in Winnipeg, uh, Signed Bud Norris today, who formerly pitched with the Atlanta Braves and St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big name coming to Winnipeg. And um, just any ball at its finest, really. Um, it's kind of, you're not done, but there is a way you can make it back into affiliated baseball and probably one day make the major leagues. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to having baseball back in town uh, next year. It's 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 one of the, the summer activities that's just missing. It's my, my Father's Day tradition, going to a game every year, and uh, really looking forward to seeing baseball back again in Ottawa. So, Davide, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, tell us where uh, how, to, how to follow the Ottawa Titans and everything on, on online, and we'll... Yeah, uh, so the Ottawa Titans social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube is at Ottawa underscore Titans. Uh, and our Facebook is just at Ottawa Titans. So um, greatly follow along for uh, all up-to-date news on our uh, team signings eventually. Um, come the fall, our schedule release in late October, early November. Our ticket plans, our season tickets are currently live at t- tickets.ottawatitans.com. Um, our flex plaque, our flex plans, um, group sales, individual tickets will go on sale at a later date. And our team store is currently live. And um, Cappy, our team mascot, will be out in the community uh, from time to time here over the summer. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to going to a game and earning my my Ottawa Titans cap. Uh, so thanks again, Davide, for, for joining us. Uh, no worries. That thanks was great. for having me. Okay, and we're back. Uh, thanks again to Davide for uh, joining us. That was some great baseball talk. Nice to see uh, the youths <laughs> excited about baseball. Uh, like I said, I think I'm about uh, twice his age, but uh, uh, I'm really excited uh, to see some uh, some some Titans uh, baseball next season. Um, we're gonna go on to now uh, podcast notes. Um, so. My wife Krista has a note. She says that she's sad about the Dodgers' uh, response to the whole Trevor Bauer situation. Uh, it doesn't send a good message to kids looking up to players. And she's also sad that I'm not able to root for them or wear, wear <laughs> their hats. Because, uh, uh, and then she said, finally, it's very sad for the victims. So that's sure. Um, uh, and then Steve has some notes. I think here. Um, he said Pocket Cast had the option to automatically trim silences, so I don't get any awkward pauses. That's that's good, but sometimes awkward pauses are 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 okay. Um, you know, uh, timing is everything in in, in comedy and in in, in in speaking and everything. So so it's okay to have a little bit of silence. Okay, so <laughs> if I was on Pocket Cast, that would have just gotten trimmed out. Um, and he says that he has regular softball updates. He says it's better than a Brita filter update. I I enjoyed the Brita filter updates. Um, I, it's it's okay that they're gone. They they kind of ran their course, but uh, I don't know. Um, 
speaking of, of the softball updates from Steve, I have some pre-feedback for you because basically you just sent me some raw data. Um, you know, I've got a lot of numbers here. I've got your, your, you're giving me your average, your slugging and all that stuff. We have no idea what it relates to for the rest of the league. You didn't even send me Vanessa's numbers. Um, what I want to know though, I want to know the stories behind the games. Like you put a picture of your softball trophy and you had all these stickers on them. Tell me the story about the stickers. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know the numbers. I want to know the stories. Like tell me about like what you talk about with um, other players on first base or why you relate to a game. Um, I'm going to need some stories. I don't want numbers. I want stories. So, so, so file that away, Steve, for next week. Give me some stories. Um, all right. So now we're going to go to some of the personal stuff here. Um, now, like, like I was saying last week, um, or Krista was saying last week in the notes, she missed having the, uh, uh, the regular uh, Brita filter segment. And I think maybe we have the replacement for that as well as on top of the softball updates. Um, I think that I'm going to try giving a new metric uh, each week. And this is sort of, this week's new metric is a sort of a follow-up to uh, last week's um, reality-assisted time. I forget what the exact anagram was, but... Um, this, this week's new metric is assisted minutes save, um, or AMS, or um, TAR+. Um, so um, it's basically time saved on building furniture when someone is someone else is watching the kids. Um, I know that it exists because my parents helped while I was building that uh, 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 bed frame, uh, but it can't be accurately, ac- ac- accurately calculated uh, due to chaos factors, and that chaos factor is uh, my uh, my cat Tuna. He was he was trying to help, but uh, that was just a whole different uh, situation altogether. Um, all right, so my home run for, for this week uh, this week is also on top of being the All Star uh, uh, game is also Shark Week. Shark Week is starting this week, so this is always like one of the best times of the year. So um, I'll definitely be watching the Home Run Derby, the um, the All Star game, and the and the the prospect uh, game. But um, I might be watching more sharks than baseball this week. So uh, if they could figure out a way to get sharks to play baseball, I think that uh, I might never. Uh, walk away from the television. I might just be stuck to that uh, forever. Um, my walk this week, I broke my long run slump. Um, and uh, I was about to go for a run on Wednesday, but I discovered that I had a flat tire on my uh, on, on the stroller. So I got that fixed. And then the next day, took the kids out and I did a nice long uh, 10K. Uh, and I wonder if just I've been having a slow leak on my uh, tire, and that's been making my my runs extra hard lately. Um, so yeah, I broke my long run slump. Um, so that was good. And my strikeout is uh, uh, happened on I guess it was on Thursday or yeah Thursday. So Leo was having a, a hard time. Uh, he's he's you know uh, just a toddler. Toddlers you know, have, they go through, through their, their phases or whatever. He's in his, I call it the three NAMI uh, <laughs> phase, lots of, lots of tantrums. And it's just, you know, hard to deal with on top of, you know, and, and Bo is, is teething. So we're not getting a lot of sleep. So it's just, you know, divide and conquer as far as helping out with the kids. So Krista came home from work, took Leo to lunch. Uh, so I could just have some, just time with, with Bo, you know, just some, some quiet time. We can just eat quietly, maybe 
watch the baseball game a little bit. And then, uh, so she took Leo to lunch and she came back. And it turns out that they went and got ice cream for lunch. So basically, Krista filled both kids up with sugar uh, and then left me alone with them for the rest of the afternoon. And they were bouncing off the walls. It was... uh, it was pretty insane. It was like basically two two chimps uh, on 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 meth or something. I, I don't know. It was it was it was uh, it was not easy. <laughs> they were bouncing off the walls for sure. So that was my strikeout. Having uh, help by uh, in the form of ice cream. Um, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. Steve had some some notes, but I'll, I'll let him do the the personal stuff because uh, he can tell uh, about the stories more than I can. Um, yeah, like I said, Steve, if we're gonna do softball, send me some. We want to hear stories. We we we, we need we need stories uh, behind behind those numbers that you're sending. Um, so that's it for this week. Um, yeah, looking forward to watching some some home run derbies and the All Star game. Uh, we're kind of zooming through this a little bit, but uh, yeah. Um, I assume Steve will be back next week to to co-host with me. So uh, it'll be nice to get back to normal. So uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.